UFC Vegas 79. We're back at the Apex for Fazee versus Gamrot. Exciting main event. Uh, card with a few good fights on it, especially uh, on the main card. I'll be breaking down the main card like usual, providing free picks, leans, price talks, and what to avoid. Going for nine straight profitable events for clients. Want to join a client email list now? Now's the best time, guys. NFL, full force, PGA, UFC, NBA, NHL, round the corner. SystemSportsCapping.com is the website or link.me slash SystemCapping. SystemCapping on all social media. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok for free picks. System uh, news, sports betting news in general. Good follow over there. Like this video, guys. Comment, subscribe. It helps me out a ton for the algorithm. Obviously, obviously we're available on you, YouTube here if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Let's do a UFC Noche or Noche UFC recap. Three and one client card, making it eight straight profitable events. And I was able to avoid the terrible decision, right? Due to betting the fight goes the distance in the main event for clients. I didn't mention it. Fight should go the distance on the um, video last week. I did think Valentina won the fight. I did lean Valentina's way. She got screwed by the judges. I had her winning three rounds. You know, I expected the fight to be close. That's why I kind of stayed off it. A little bit of value with Grosso, uh, Grosso due to the plus money. I did score a 3-2 like I mentioned. You know, Mike Bell, who scored the fight at 10-8, deserves to be fired. However, I, I just don't think it's that easy. I don't think it works that way. It's strange how it works. Like, even Dana White doesn't have any say in it. Right, it's a fighting commission in Vegas. They need to have someone speak out about it. Right, these judges need to be held accountable for their terrible decisions, time after time. It's not just this. We're not just talking about this now. It's almost every card. It's crazy, uh, and something needs to be done about. It. Something needs to be addressed. I heard Dana White said they're going to talk about 10-8s in some sort of meeting, but how much is that going to help? Right, what is a 10-8 round? A 10-8 round was not that. Right, Valentino, I thought was winning the fifth round on the feet, and in the last what minute, minute and a half, Grosso got the fight down to the ground. You know, controlled her there, had some submission attempts, but it's not even close to a 10-8 round. Uh, it was very confusing. I feel bad for Valentina. I feel bad for Valentina betters. Uh, I was able to get out of it safe with betting just the fight goes the distance. Um, so happy there that I was able to read that. But something needs to be done uh, with these judges. I don't know what, um, but, you know, just a terrible, terrible call for Mike Bell. And these judges ruin, you know, trainers, obviously, you know, records, but bonuses, people's money, they, they screw around. It's a big part. It's a huge part. And it's just very confusing how time and time again this continues to happen. So something needs to be done. Let's see if they can do something. Um, 
I'm confused as much as most people are. I don't think anyone else in the world had it a 10-8 round. In the entire world. If you did, I would love to hear from you. Why? <laughs> I would love to hear it. I thought Grosso won that. I, she won two rounds. The second round, I think, where she knocked her down. Give her that. If you, That would be more closer to a 10-8, which it still wasn't a 10-8. But that would be closer due to the knockdown, right? So... Very confusing there. You, you also got to think, you know, was Mike Bell paid or what? Well, I don't think he's a Grosso fan, right? Mike Bell, I don't think he's even Mexican. So I, maybe the cartel had something to do with it. I don't know. But at the same time, I don't think he knows the other judges' scorecards, right? So how would he know? Very confusing. Uh, very confusing there. Hopefully we get some more insight on it. Uh, so yeah, I cashed on that. We hit Tracy Cortez plus 125 by decision. Um, you know, that fight was going all three rounds, no matter how it played. It was fairly close, and she looked better on the feet than I expected. Uh, her striking was better, and that's how well under the fight. Uh, she won because of the, um, on the feet. It wasn't because of her wrestling. She usually wins due to her wrestling. Um, but the Canadian had some good wrestling. So she just picked her apart on the feet, won uh, unanimous decision, and I was holding the plus 125 ticket there. Uh, we also attacked Madalena. I gave out Madalena last week uh, for a free pick. And close fight, but he, I thought he won all three rounds. Brought, bringing the pressure, landed the bigger shots, and great defense. A lot, of those, a lot of those shots weren't coming through. A lot of those shots weren't coming through. Um, and Madalena was blocking a lot of them, guys. Uh, he landed the bigger shots. Big win for him, right? Biggest win so far uh, of his career. Um, so love to see Madalena fight, you know, a top 10 guy next. Um, what was the only loss? I had, I had a two-fight parlay that did not cash. Um, we had Kopolov on one side. He won easily. Uh, and yes, the upset by on Padilla. I had Padilla over Nelson. Nelson won a close decision. Uh, Padilla just couldn't get it going. Um, that was the only loss on the card. Let's do an update here. UFC 61 and 29. Uh, 68% on the year, guys. Uh, getting close to my record full year of 70% uh, a few years ago. This time it's an average line. This time the average line is higher though. Average line plus money, guys. Average line plus money, which makes it more impressive for me personally. Um, you know, not an average line of minus 120, etc. A uh, 69% two fight parlays. We did lose the one last week, like I mentioned. Over 70 units long term now, guys. PGA, uh, let me see your PGA, yes. Uh, it came back last week. PGA and DPA Tour attacked both events, profitable in both. One huge one in the Fortnite. Fortnite Championship went 3-0 in the prop market and cashing on another outright. Guys, Tingala, first PGA uh, win on tour. Damn right I'm holding that ticket. Plus 1,800 on Tingala. It just fit perfect for him. Playing at home, top three golfer in the tournament. Had success at this event. No doubter I had the outright on him at plus 18. He, and I have three outrights in the last four events. We know 12 on the year, guys. Over 90 units in the prop market. Continue to roll in the PGA. NFL, great start to the year. Back-to-back six-and-two weekends, guys, for clients. A bunch of free play winners on Beat the Books as well. We're 5-1 and one underdogs. If you're not listening to my NFL videos each week, I've been doing it for about five years now, guys. Continue to beat the books each week. Make sure to listen also to the NFL videos. Sitting nicely in the Circa tournaments as well so far. It's early, uh, but you want to get off to a good start. 
One survivor entry, guys, I'm sitting with the Giants and Washington used. Uh, so we are looking good there as long as there's no upsets along the way. There always will be. The goal is to just try to avoid them. Try to avoid them, right? If you want to go deep into the tournament, you got to have the better teams later in the tournament. With this entry, I do. I have two entries in the circuit tournament. One's more I do more favorites. This one, I kind of take more shots on it. And when you have two entries, you are able to do that. 12 of 4 on the year, 75% for clients, over 7 units of profit, and over 70 units the last three seasons, guys. Let's hear from my friend Kristen before we get into this card. For you sports bettors out there, let's be honest, you probably need a little bit of help reading those books. System Capping is a proven long-term winner against the sports betting market in multiple sports. He's built a worldwide clientele due to his high winning percentage over the years. Be sure to click the link on the bio down here to check out his profile, and you can also find out his resume, client comments, podcasts, and subscription opportunities. I'm going to be following him along too, so let's win some money together this season. Shop around, guys. Shop around, have multiple books. I stress it every week. It's very important. Prices vary from book to book. Props vary from book to book. One book has one thing, one book doesn't. Have multiple books so you can get access to everything. Main event, Fazeev, minus 160 versus Gamera, plus 130. A fun main event this weekend, guys. Very competitive fight we should have here. Not the easiest fight to handicap, but we'll talk about it and take a look. Classic striker versus wrestler matchup here. No surprise. Pricing is about right. A bit of value on Gamron at this price due to the wrestling advantage, I say. You know, Gamron averages over four takedowns per 15 minutes, which is very high compared to 0.3 for Fazeev. Fazeev is a definition of a pure striker, one of the best strikers in the UFC. Never looks for takedowns and is a stand-and-bang type of fighter with excellent kickboxing and muta. I say one of the best, guys. Hits like a truck, hits very hard, over five strikes. Uh, significant significant strikes landed uh, per minute, which is very high, and does hit super hard, guys. Super hard. He's a, his defense isn't great, right? He's a take a shot to land a few shots type of approach. That's how he fights. He can take a shot. Fazeev has excellent takedown defense as well, uh, which could be a big factor here at 90%. Now, a lot of his fights, he's fighting strikers. Keep that in mind. Gaethje last time out, which he's looking okay early, but did wear down the stretch. Uh, Dos Anjos was probably his biggest test in wrestling. Uh, and Dos Anjos was able to get down the fight down to the ground late and steal around there. But these fighting guys like Brad Riddell, Bobby Green, they have no, no um, you know, business going in there trying to wrestle. They're just standing bang. And against Fazeev, that's the last thing you want to do. Last thing you want to do. Gamrot will be the best wrestler by far that Fazeev will face. Um, he... Gamrot uh, obviously did struggle a little bit against Daryush. Daryush was able to handle it, but Daryush's wrestling is very high level and grappling. Um, Gamrot uh, coming off that Turner win where he stole the win. Turner's a very good fighter, guys. The Tarantula, they call him, right? Very good fighter. Very long, very difficult to fight, tough style. Gamrot just won with his wrestling uh, and his takedowns, right? And that's what he's going to have to do here. He's going to have to just chain wrestle this fight. Chain wrestle, continue to get takedowns throughout the fight. He's not going to want to stand and bang with Fazeev, who has the power to hurt Gamrock. Gamrock's never been finished. Very durable guy. So if Fazeev does catch him, could hurt him. We have seen Gamrock get knocked down in multiple fights, guys. But he gets up. 
doesn't get clean knocked out. I think that's Fazeev's going to have to win this fight. I don't think Fazeev wins a decision because of the takedowns throughout the fight. Now, when Gamrod does get a takedown, and he's getting a takedown, guys. This is a five-round fight. He's getting takedowns at some point. Is he going to be able to hold them there is the question, right? Fazeev's not great off his back. He can get up, though. Um, again, the 90% takedown defense is a little flawed due to the guys he's fighting. The takedowns aren't really being approach that way and when they were DeSantis was able DeSantis I thought probably would have a little more success with them and he didn't use them as much he tried to stand and bang which ended up costing him the fight I think if he had the approach in the fourth round like he did and got the fight down to the ground earlier I think he could have won that fight didn't have the best game plan in my opinion in that fight and decide to stand and bang with Fazeev which is a terrible idea don't do it <laughs> don't stand and bang with Fazeev um, it's not a good idea he usually wins on volume as well gamma doesn't have a ton of volume on the feet but he does have the takedown volume so Gamrot, I think there is some value here at plus 130 due to the wrestling his cardio is good as well if gamma comes in the best shape of his life which I expect him to he could just spam takedowns and wins his fight guys that's where he wins fights it's not pretty but his wrestling is one of the best see period one of the best wrestling in the UFC so can Vaziv handle it and if you look at the numbers it says that he could with the 90% takedowns he does have some good takedown defense guys um keep that in mind I don't think he can sustain it through the whole fight and Vaziv does gas at times I think the five rounds definitely favored Gamera definitely because I do think Vaziv will gas later in this fight and I do think this is a fight that will go over in rounds I can't sit here and say I'm super confident on the side here and do that probably won't make my client card, but I can see this fight going definitely deep into the fight and wouldn't be surprised if it make the judges' scorecards. If Fazeev wins this fight, like I mentioned, he has to hurt him early, uh, which is possible, uh, but I have seen a chin on Gamrot, uh, and it does tell me that Gamrot probably won't stand and bang with Fazeev due to how excellent his striking is. I expect Gamrot to get this fight down to the ground multiple times throughout the fight, don't think he'll finish uh, Fazeev, but I think his chain wrestling will just be a little too much. And I think there's some value there, plus 130. Again, not in love with it because I really do like Fazeev strike, and I do think it's a lot better than Gamrot's, right? But then you got to say, you know, Gamrot's wrestling is a lot better than Fazeev. So, you know, you're playing with a little fire here if you're betting a side. Uh, it probably won't make my client card, but I do see a little bit of value on Gamrot, plus 130. I expect this fight to go deep into the fight and wouldn't be surprised if it makes the judges. Bryce Mitchell is back after his first loss in the UFC. Minus 200, guys, versus Dan Ige, plus 170. Interesting one here. Uh, obviously, Mitchell's coming off that loss against Taporia, who's a killer, who could be one of the best in the world, <laughs> right? So let's not take that too much into effect here. Taporia, though, pretty much manhandled him. Uh, he looked like... Uh, Tabori looked like a killer in that fight. His next fight might be against Volk for the title, right? So that does tell you a lot. You know, Mitchell, like I mentioned, did get destroyed in that fight. I don't think he was himself. He came out and said he was injured or something after that fight. Um, he had a few nice wins before that in the UFC, right? Andre Feely was a nice win. Uh, and Barbosa he beat. But Barbosa towards the end of his career, and he just out-wrestled them. That's what Mitchell wants to do here against Dan Ige, who doesn't have great takedown defense. Takedown defense is not great from Dan Ige's side. That's how Mitchell's going to have to win this fight. Right? 
Mitchell's a grappler wrestler, gets a fight down to the ground, looks for submissions. Probably won't submit Dan Ige. Dan Ige is very good off his back, very good jiu-jitsu. Uh, but his takedown defense has been the way to beat him. Right? Mitchell, not a striker. Not bad, though. Not bad on his feet. Uh, he showed it against in, in the Barbosa fight, actually. Um, right? He, I think he dropped Barbosa at one point. Uh, it's very unorthodox. Uses a bit of a jab. Loses some kicks as well, Mitchell, on the feet. But Ige's going to have the power advantage, and he's not going to want to play with fire on the feet. I expect him to just try to chain wrestle here in this fight, get the fight down to the ground. And for Mitchell, hopefully he does keep it there. Minus 200 steep, though. Very steep. Uh, not a price that I bet, especially straight up. Sure, I fit into a 2-5 parlay if I can get plus money. I don't like him enough, though, at this price, and I do think there's a few concerns with Mitchell. One, obviously he didn't fight for a while. He was injured. He was sick. Uh, does have some out, out of the octagon issues as well, guys. Uh, keep that in mind. Obviously, we know this is conspiracy theory stuff. I wouldn't say that's an issue. Uh, I would say maybe he's focused on other stuff. But his other stuff, you know, is a, a toxic ex-girlfriend that he's dealing with, that he's been talking about uh, this whole week. How much is that playing in factor? How much has he been training out there in Arkansas? There's a few concerns with Mitchell, which is not allowing me to get to this price at minus 200. I think Dan Ige has the power. He's on a nice two-fight winning streak. He could hurt Mitchell on the feet. It's just the takedown defense is scaring me. What is it, at 56% here? It's not great. That's the way he loses fights. Uh, so if Mitchell has that game plan of make it boring, spend takedowns, try for submissions, he wins this fight. But is he going to try to stand and bang with him and get hurt at some point? It's possible. Right, Ige is going to be quicker on the feet, the much better striker. That scares me. That scares me here, and which is not allowing me to bet Mitchell at this price. If you want to bet Mitchell and you like me, you can get some plus money in the market by decision. I don't think he finishes Dan Ige. Dan Ige doesn't get finished. But if you like Mitchell, I suggest to bet Mitchell on the decision prop at plus money. That's how I think he wins this fight. I like this fight to go the distance, the over two and a half rounds. You know, there, there is a little bit of concern with that as well because I think if Dan Ige wins his fight, it's by finish. And if it is by finish, it's probably earlier in the fight. So keep that in mind here. A little bit of a, a, a value here on Ige at plus 170. But if you want more, maybe look at the finish prop. We haven't seen, uh, on Ige, right? You can maybe uh, get, a, well, you're definitely getting a lot more value there uh, on that. But I'm going to say, Due to the wrestling advantage, I'm going to lean Mitchell here uh, if he sticks to the game plan. But the concerns that I mentioned won't have me betting it for clients. Uh, I, I usually give out a play uh, no matter what for video purposes. It's going to be Mitchell by decision at plus money. You can get a good plus money there. Playing with fire, though, I suggest if you bet it, bet a small unit. Rodriguez minus 334 versus Watterson plus 250. It's a rematch. This is a rematch, guys. Watterson fought her, what, three fights ago? Uh, and Marina Rodriguez won uh, by decision due to being able to keep her on the feet for the most part. This was a five-round fight as well, guys. Uh, right, three fights ago. Back-to-back -back losses for Rodriguez. Watterson uh, has lost uh, her last three fights. One of them being, like I mentioned, against Rodriguez. Um, it was a fun striking battle for the most part. Watterson was able to get the fight down to the ground at one point and stole that round. But Rodriguez pretty much dominated the fight on the feet due to her volume and excellent striking. Rodriguez always was a good striker. Just when she got down to the ground, looked like a fish out of water. Right? She did not have any good takedown defense. Her jiu-jitsu wasn't great. So when the fight got down to the ground, that's where she would usually use. If 
you give Rodriguez a kickboxing Muay Thai fight against anyone in the world, she's right there. She's right there. And Watterson, for the most part, is a striker, right? Let, let's keep in mind, she doesn't really spam takedowns, look for takedowns. You know, she is 37. Don't think she can just continue to wrestle. Always comes in great shape, though. I'll give her that. Uh, but at this point of her career, I don't think she's just looking to try to wrestle. I don't think she has much left in the tank, guys. A lot of things outside of the UFC. I don't think much goes different here. I think Rodriguez wins due to volume. I think it'd be a close fight. Uh, and it, I definitely expect this to go all three rounds. Uh, so if you're going to bet a side here, definitely take the decision prop. Uh, and maybe the over two and a half rounds. Fight goes the distance. That wouldn't be the play for me. But yeah, we just saw this fight three three uh, fights ago. I don't have to break it down too much. I think Rodriguez gets it done again. But it's going to be a close fight. Um, but uh, like I mentioned, look at the decision prop, right? This is what I do best. I hit decisions. I hit finishes. This is why I hit plus money and average plus money lines is because I'm able to pick up decisions. I don't bet minus 334, minus 300, unless it's in a two-fight parlay to make it plus money. That's the only time I'll do it, right? Um, but yeah, Rodriguez is a play. Can't bet it at minus 334 straight up. Um, I wouldn't even put it in a 2-5 parlay, to be honest, because I think it's going to be a close fight. Um, but yeah, I, I might bite the, bet the fight to go the uh, distance if I can get a decent price. Brian Battle, minus 175 versus Fletcher, plus 150. You know, very low-level fight here, guys. I don't usually get involved too much uh, with the lower-level fights. Um, unless I do see some value here. Not a ton of value here. If you do like Fletcher at plus 150, I would like him to see a little more higher. You know, Fletcher just hasn't showed me anything. I know he can wrestle a little bit, and that would be his path here. But, you know, Fletcher 0-2 in the UFC, uh, started in the UFC, sorry. Uh, then they gave him a softball and uh, Grimbo uh, to save his UFC career. You know, battle 4-1 in the UFC. He has shown me a little bit. He has shown me some potential. You know, his one loss was against a killer, Renat. Uh, which was expected, just took him down at will. You know, I, I get the line here. Uh, Fletcher hasn't proven to me why I should bet him in any fight yet. You know, Battle will have a size advantage here, and this is the key thing, guys, a 10-inch reach, and he does use that reach at times. He has a decent jab. He'll use that reach in this fight. He's just going to have to avoid the takedowns, and Fletcher's path would be to spam takedowns, but we have seen him gas out due to his frame, right? Short, stocky guy usually gasses out in fights. So if he does just continue to try spam takedowns here, Battle could be taken down. He's been taken down in most of his fights. Against Renat, uh, he was taken down seven times. So that's a path to beat him. So Fletcher does have a path here. That's why I can't bet Battle. Because Fletcher does have a pass here, a path here to win the fight. Even though I lean Battle do that size advantage and that reach advantage, there is a path for Fletcher to win this fight. If he's able to hold up his cardio and continue to chain wrestle, he could win this fight. Uh, Battles takedown defense is questionable and below forty, uh, below fifty percent. So, hey, uh, wouldn't call you crazy for taking a shot on Fletcher. He's kind of in a do or die spot here. Now he's coming off a win, so I wouldn't really say he would get cut if he loses. But if you're one in three in the UFC and the UFC are looking for some cuts due to bringing in new Dana White Contender Series, guys, which he does bring in about four or five per week, Fletcher's going to be on that hit list. So, you know, he may come in a little extra motivated here, may stick to a game plan. If the game plan is to stand and bang with battle, he's going to lose because of the reach and that jab. So uh, keep that in mind here, guys. 
Ramos plus 110 versus Jordan minus 130. A good fight here uh, to open up the main card. Tough one to call. The price will tell you that, but I'm going to lean the Canadian here and Jordan. You know, Ramos has been hurt on the feet multiple times, and that's what Jordan does. Great Muay Thai, excellent power on the feet. Should be the better striker here. Concern and why the price isn't larger is because of Jordan's takedown defense, right? And Ramos's over 2.5 takedowns per 15. That's going to be the question here, right? You know, Jordan can fight off his back. I do think he like when he's on his back, he'll throw elbows. He'll be active. He does have good BJJ. Uh, so I do expect uh, Jordan to be active if the fight gets down there. I expect him to crawl up. And he is improving his takedown defense, right? He knows he needs to do that. He doesn't need to improve his striking. He needs to improve his wrestling and takedown defense. So I expect him to do that. Keep in mind, guys, this is going to be an important fight to watch the card. Uh, sorry, the weigh-ins. Ramos struggles on the on the uh, scales. I think one time he was like seven pounds over. He has issues cutting down to this weight. So keep that in mind. Watch the weigh-ins. I don't put out bets until I see the weigh-ins. I suggest you never do either. Unless you see a lot of value and you think uh, <clears throat> a line may move, once in a while I will take a chance there. But you have to watch weigh-ins. You have to see if they're depleted. You have to see if they had a tough weight cut. You have to see if they miss weight. That's all factor into bets, guys. So I don't bet... I don't put out a client card until after the weigh-ins on Friday, okay? Um, but these are my early lines, what I like early. So things can change, and that's why it pays off to be a client because you get the client card out on Friday. I'm going to lean Jordan here. Expect the fight to uh, uh, maybe pan out early close because we're almost, if he gets the fight down to the ground, um, he could steal it. But due to the weight cut, you know, he could gas later. So the play is going to be Jordan. I'm going to bet uh, Jordan for video purposes. Won't Probably won't make my client card, uh, but it will be the play here. That will do it, guys. That will do it. Check out the, UFC, uh, the NFL video. It's going to be out Fridays uh, everywhere. Same as um, here on the UFC cards. Not my favorite card from a betting standpoint, as you can tell, probably listening to me here. Um, it's going to be a smaller card for clients. I may even pass on it, but I, I do like a, a fight already on the prelims, and I do like one of the fights here on the main event that could make my client card after the weigh-ins. Like I always say, guys, bet smart and know your limits. Take care.